0: Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, my name is Mark Coleman. I'm the International Field Director for Adventist Frontier Missions. This story is about Guinea, West Africa. My wife and I and children spent 10 years in Guinea, West Africa doing church planting. We also served in Southeast Asia, working in refugee camps. And now we're working in the office as, uh, or I'm working in the office now as International Field Director. This story is called, Averting the Bandits. So when we first moved to Guinea, it was a place that was right on the edge of war. It was surrounded by several countries that were at war. Liberia was at war. Sierra Leone was at war. Ivory Coast was teetering on the edge of war. Um, Mali was fairly stable, and so was Senegal. But those other three countries were, through their instability, influencing Guinea. So we would often have problems with bandits we often heard machine gun fire all through the night. Right at sunset, the soldiers would set up barriers all through the city and uh, often drunken soldiers would stop us when we were traveling home at 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night and harass us. So it it was a tense time and we were just learning to adjust to the country and to the culture and to the language. So it was a baptism by fire in many ways. And I always was concerned about the safety of my family our two little girls, my wife, and because uh, the stories of the bandits were were pretty scary. And that is what got me worried at one time because there was a story circulating around the neighborhood that the bandits were close by. So one day they went in at nighttime, one night, on a Friday night, they went to a little French mission hospital that was just a mile from our home, an easy walk through a couple of neighborhoods. And those bandits surrounded the outside walls of that little compound, tied up the security guards, brought the missionaries out, put machine guns to them, and said, if you move, we'll eliminate you. They stayed there for several hours with everyone tied up, uh, emptied the hospital of anything valuable. And then uh, right before sunset, they sauntered away. They didn't run. They sauntered away off into the morning, the the coming morning, the night. And so I was a little worried because that was pretty close to us. Then a few days later, they hit our village chief. Now we lived in the city at this time, the capital of the country, but the city was made up of little villages or little neighborhoods and uh, every neighborhood had a chief. And this chief, in good Muslim fashion, had four wives and 20 some kids. So the bandits came to his house so that they didn't choose between, they didn't discriminate between foreigners and nationals. If you had money, you were ripe for an attack. So the bandits came to the village chief's house. They told all the kids in the middle of the night, because the kids were up watching TV in the middle of the night, and they told the kids, all of you, go to your rooms. They told the wives, go to your rooms. And then they proceeded to, again, uh, without harming anybody, praise God, they robbed the house. And then again, right before the morning, they sauntered off. Well, the Mission Hospital was just uh, about a mile away from us. This was probably a thousand meters from our house. So this is getting really close, one co- from one mile to one kilometer. So I was starting to get a little concerned, but... You know, we tried to maintain a good attitude about it all and have a good, um, healthy lifestyle, as, as healthy as it could be. And, uh, you know, there were times when uh, we were in the market and artillery shells were going off. It was just a, just a very un- unstable time. So I'm in the market one morning, and a friend that I know came up to me and said, Hey, Mark. I said, Yeah? He said, I want you to be really careful. There are bandits in the area. I was like, well, I know that. Thanks. And I wanted to get away from him. As I'm walking away, he calls out to me and says, hey, Mark. I said, yeah. He said, be careful. There are bandits in the area. Okay, that's number two. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it the first time. And I'm walking away. So I'm a little further away. He calls out to me a third time. Hey, Mark. I stopped. I turned towards him. Be really careful. There are bandits in the area. I got the message oh we're next he was warning me and you know i'm ever grateful that he was warning me i've always wondered how he knew that the bandits were coming and that they were in the area but he at least was friend enough to warn us well i was fit to be tied i didn't know what to do Uh, the bandits often worked you know they got their machine guns and they would come with machine guns three or four and, and handguns they often worked with local police or soldiers and uh so you can't go to the police or soldiers you don't know who to trust we're new in the country so we did the one thing i did the one thing as the head of a home that i could do i prayed i wish i could say that i didn't lose any sleep but i prayed and lost sleep for three or four days i didn't sleep very well and we had guys that stayed in the courtyard at nighttime just for that reason to protect the family and everyone did in fact in the capital where we lived so we weren't uh, any different than anyone else So uh, I told the guys, you know, hey, you guys have to be especially alert. And uh, I would come out all through the night, didn't sleep (laughs) much at the night. And so I'd come out all through the night, make sure the guys weren't sleeping and that everybody was alert and they were ready. Um, Not knowing exactly what we'd do when the bandits came, but at least they wouldn't catch us asleep. And I prayed. Well, it got like that. It it was like that for about four days. And then on the fourth day, I hadn't been sleeping. I was tired. It was rainy season. So I'm standing outside, I remember so well, leaning against the house. It's cold and it's rainy. And the thing is, these bandits would come in the rainstorms when the thunder and the lightning is going and the rain is hitting the roof. Yet remember, all of the roofs in these cities... In these tropical countries in West Africa are tin roofs. And when those rainstorms and maybe hail comes, you can yell at the top of your lungs if you're outside. And maybe 50 feet, 100 feet away, a person couldn't hear you. Because that's just how loud it is on the roofs. And the bandits were smart. They'd wait until a rainstorm. Even if they shot their AK-47s, the sound wouldn't travel very far. So I'm leaning against the building. It's starting to rain. I look up into the heavens and I said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. We haven't been here very long. It's been tough. The country's at war. Not quite at war, but the country's unstable. And Lord, unless you do something, we won't be able to stick it out. I'm ready to get on a plane and go back home. This isn't what I bargained for. And especially when it comes to my two little girls and my wife. You know, I'm willing to go through a little suffering, but I do not want to see anything happen to them. So I'm wrestling with God like this, and I said, Lord, unless you do something, I just don't see how we can make it anymore. And I can say it with great lack of emotion now, but that was a time of tough, tough, tough thinking, and a time a lot of emotion, a lot of despair. So I prayed that prayer, and then I forgot about it. I went inside, and about midnight... They're stirring outside the walls of the compound. And the guys, the guards outside, start hollering, Hey, and I'm running out now, and and we're trying to decide how we're going to respond. And remember, these guys have machine guns. We had homemade shotguns to kill cobras, not to defend ourselves against weapons of war. So... We're scrambling around, and we hear a knock at the gate. Bang, 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 bang. Well, usually bandits aren't going to knock at the gate. they're going to scale a wall. Uh, they're going to shoot guns and they're going to scale a wall. Well, to make a long story short, it wasn't bandits on the outside of that gate. It was a brother from the church, a brother now who actually runs the Susu project that we started. It was Brother Fred Coker. We had struck up a friendship in our early months there in the country. Somehow, I think through my wife talking to his wife on the phone that day, he had heard our ordeal, and he, sensing the situation, having lived through a war in Sierra Leone, knew exactly uh, what the situation called for. So he gathered a group of guys from the church, unbeknownst to me, four or five guys. They came at midnight, knocked on the gate, and said, Hey, Uncle Mark, go on to sleep. I understand you haven't slept very well for the last few days. Go on to sleep. We're here. They didn't bring weapons of war. They brought their Bibles, and they studied their Sabbath school lessons all night. So there they were, those four or five guys from the church, adding to the three or four guys that were already in the courtyard. They made eight people who were in the courtyard, and even bandits who are well-armed are not going to climb a wall and come into a courtyard when there are eight people are making noise and moving around. Uh, they're wiser than that. So I, for the first time in four days, got a good night's sleep. I woke up in the morning refreshed, got into the Jeep and went out into a town. I was on my way out into town to do some errands and to do some business. Fred and his group had left at sunrise So I was on my way maybe ten or eleven o'clock in the morning going through the market in our little neighborhood and there I stopped. I couldn't go any further. The neighborhood was in disarray. There were people running, there were soldiers with guns drawn. I backed up the Jeep way back. Pulled it off to the side of the road, parked it, locked it, slammed the doors, stepped out, walked gingerly up the road to see what is going on here. I started to ask the neighbors, what's going on? One of the neighbors said, the soldiers have come to arrest the bandits. I said, oh, my. The soldiers had their own Jeep parked further up uh, the road and off to the side. So I w- And they were putting the bandits one by one right from our neighborhood. They lived there putting the, uh, the uh, bandits one by one into the back of the jeep. So the bandits would take their pants off, turn them inside out, take off all their valuables, their wallets, give them to family members, and then they were going to jail. It was just interesting to watch the whole thing. I went right up to the jeep because I knew culturally that if the bandits knew that I saw them and knew who they were, they would never come back and threaten us again. So I said, I'm going to walk right up to that jeep and stand there and watch the soldiers put these young men in. And there were young men, there were middle-aged men, there were seven or eight of them in our neighborhood who were working as bandits. And, you know, having known the culture, I didn't know it that much at that time, but having learned since then, those bandits were actually working for higher-up soldiers or policemen. They would give them the arms, and they would steal, and then once they had their booty, they would... Split it with those who had provided the arms to them. So I went in and watched this whole drama outplay before my eyes. It's a little dangerous, but you know, I I was, we had just had an answer to prayer. I was somewhat encouraged. And so watching this was like watching a slow motion movie before me, soldiers with pistols drawn, some with machine guns, as they arrested these bandits one at a time and put them into the back of the jeep. I really believe that God sent these people from the church the very night the bandits would have attacked us. The next day, they were arrested. Well, the truth is, they only stayed in jail two or three days because some powerful person in the military or police force let them out. But since we knew, and the whole neighborhood knew who they were, we knew they'd never come back to us. So God had saved us. He'd answered our prayer. I was thrilled to see that God hears the prayers of a tired missionary who, did, who was at the end of his rope, who didn't know what to do, and by just asking God, look, I'm at the end of my rope, give me something, Lord, so I can go on, he answered that prayer. You know, our prayers don't always turn out that good, but I learned something about God's willingness to help encourage those who are tired, who are serving him, so that they can go on to greater service for him. I think that's the greatest lesson I learned, and that God's willing to help us in our weakest moments. So that's the story of how the bandits were averted. There's more to the story, but I think I'll stop there today. Thank you.